Yo, it's Jubilee Small Podcast. It's Tuesday, November 29th, 2016. Hello, Laura Clark. Hello, Stuart Farrell. Welcome. Well, hello. That's a uh, very uh, exubes sort of uh, <laughs> welcome for a Tuesday, and I like it. You know me, I'm exubes all you know, the way through. See that? You, you threw in the exubes, or the, you threw the you were, I went a flat exubes. Exubes. Mm. And you, you've gone exubes? Yeah, right. It's sort of. It, 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 but it's not a real reflection of our personalities, is it, at all? But <laughs> it, it's interesting um, that you would go down there. Now, Lauren, yes. being November 29, Correct. I'd like to get a little personal here. Oh. <clears throat> I've got the box of Kleenex. And I mean, um. <laughs> you mean? <laughs> you can, I don't know why things that that occurred to me until I actually, they come out of my mouth. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. It's only Tuesday. Let's we can't. Do it. Come on, let's get back on it. Oh, on, I we, mean, on, oh, the, on the road towards... Let's get back on the road. Yeah. Towards uh, G-rating. Yes. Because I was going to tear up. Right. Is essentially oh, what right. I was going to okay, say. Okay, right. Tears from my eyes. And um, November 29th, mm. it's a dear friend Lou's birthday today, and I'd like to wish Lou a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Lou. Thank you very much. Now, and I was thinking about Lou this morning. Uh... You forgot my name? <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about oh, Lou this morning, uh, uh, other person that I'm talking to. Yeah, who are you again? I was thinking yeah. about Lou. And um, you think of friendships, you know, as you get older. And Lou's, Lou's a dear friend of my housemates, in fact, and who I've uh, who I knew before uh, I met. My, well, I, I knew my housemate and Lou sort of right. uh, concurrently. Is that yeah. the right word? Yeah, sure. And. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had the word mangler back in town. <laughs> and, um, and so, you know, do. you think how things develop over the years and how you, you people drop off or, you know, you, you pick up new friends as you go along. And it's a, an ever evolving beast, isn't it? The, the friendship world, one's sure friendship is. world. And, um, yeah. But I was thinking, like, you get to a certain age where good friendships are, uh, and, and I, I think in a way of, I was trying to think. Think of a way of putting it, and the other thing I could come up with, like, is that like a good friendship mm. is like malware, isn't it? And uh, <laughs> well, you you might not, they might not always be on your screen. Okay, right, so right. Lou might not, yeah. for instance, I use Lou as the example since it's her birthday. May not always be on your screen, but mm. they're always lurking there in the background, like a good piece of Eastern European malware, and yes. I, I, and it's. <laughs> It's true. But this is this and has always been my thing about friendships, and you call me an arm's lengther, but that's I think that's that's a, a beautiful thing about about. Well, good you're friends. more the Norton antivirus to friendships, if you uh, <laughs> to to my internet, and uh, the, the, as you get older, and as, as people uh, uh, yeah. reproduce or they move into state for work. Or you know the the classic saying that we, which we coined earlier in the year, uh, life gets in the way. Mm, um, we coined that, didn't we? Of yeah. course we did, um, yeah. and it does. And I think that uh, true friendships tend mm. to endure, don't they? And and it's not like this is this is quite uh, emotion for you, Stu Farrell. This well, you that's don't why usually I pulled out the soliloquise. Kleenex. Well, and the thing this is, is, you don't usually go hmm. on. I don't usually what? No. Uh, well, you don't usually. 
this is not the sort of I don't think I've ever heard you speak. You must be very <laughs> fond of Lou. Is that where this is oh, going? Oh no, I think it's it, it's it, it's more. Uh, and sorry, and you, uh, you said you must be fond of Lou, and I said, oh no, but of course she's a dear friend. <laughs> but um, no, it's more yeah. like as uh, we all rocket towards the grave that you sort of you take one step <laughs> back. That again. You take one step back and you reflect and. How's planning what, your funeral going? Yeah, good, for you? good. The, the, the song changes <laughs> on a weekly basis, and in fact, think of, I thought about my funeral the other day. And, oh my god, um, you are so ridiculous! But yeah. I thought of the song I'd love to do if if it's not at all if it's at all possible. You know, and you know yeah. how people always go to um, Hallelujah at, 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 at like poignant events of that uh, Leonard Cohen uh, number. Uh, yeah. Which has re-entered the charts, interestingly enough, after uh, mm. after his passing. His his sales. Uh, yeah. Were record after his death record like a four hundred percent increase. So uh, they do. That's what happens every time. Good old Adam Cohen will be sitting there in Canada rubbing his hands together. I think he might yeah. live in Greece now. Anyway, the son, uh, yeah. who's a singer songwriter and works. I don't with think his he's rubbing his hands together. I, I know think he's and grieving. He, he's in fact just saying "cha-ching, cha-ching." Oh. Yeah, no. I of think course not. he's grieving. Yes. It's his dad. I was just saying, yeah. um, but like all of us, he's money hungry. No, he's not at all. Um, no, of course he's not. And uh, yes, yeah. what was I saying? I don't know. You were defaming. There was the, a point. Yeah, famous people with lots oh, of money. Which is always a good idea. Yes. No, no. Well, yeah. He, if there's one thing I know about Adam Cohen. I don't know a whole lot. Mm. Is he's a talented musician and he's got a great sense of humour. Yes. Now, uh, no, it was the Hallelujah song. You know how people. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Play so what, what's a, your what's your your Hallelujah then, Stu? Well, that's right. I wanted to. Uh, hopefully find a recording of it or, um, or or even get one made before I die. I think that might be close yeah. to the point where it's like this haunting this is piano. This the kind of crap yeah, you yeah. spend your time on. This, this is typical well, like, of you. On yeah. the weekend I did a lot of driving. I had to uh, drive to the Big Smoke twice to, for work. Yeah. And so that's a that's a almost round trip of 450 kilometres. Right. And um, uh, I was, so I was thinking about stuff like this in between um, breaks in the cricket. Yes. And um, – I, I'd love it if I could, you know, you have the like the the, the funeral starts and everyone's mm. sitting there and you've mm. got all your family there that are sort of straight and mm. are ready for a stock standard normal funeral. Then you've got mm. your mates sort of and sitting there and they don't know what to expect. And then you've got, you know, three or four thousand stupidly really uh, small this, fans. You? And um, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so you know, so we've booked St yes. Patrick's Cathedral and right. uh, the music starts <laughs> and, and, and the, the haunting sort of strings and piano or whatever. And yeah. then someone, I don't know who it is, but does yeah. it like starts off with the hallelujah very earnestly. Yeah. But then as it as it grows, it becomes more and more apparent that the person sing, can't sing. So it's like all over the like it's got <laughs> pitches all over the place and crying through it and it's a real piss take of the song. And th- that gave me at least fifteen minutes of pleasure as I drove down the highway <laughs> just thinking about it. <laughs> so yeah. That is such a ridiculous no, and my so the family God. would be going, "What's going on?" The mates would suddenly work out that it's you know you're just having a laugh. Do you reckon they would? Oh well, number one, if if, if Leonard Cohen came anywhere near my funeral, they would, number one, they'd be going, "Where's all right? Where's the cameras?" Of course. So anyway, so true, as yeah. you get older, uh, your friend, God. the shape of friendships do change. Yeah, uh, it's not like school anymore, where I hang out with Jason and Breck. And they're my two best mates. And they hang, why is Jason talking to that guy sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. It's a fluid thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, yep. uh, it, you know, of course, say Lou, for instance, 
she'll have her day-to-day friends. But you would hope over, yeah. maybe only two, three times, four, if, we, if, if it's a, a bumper year, you get to sit down and hang out and have a glass of wine and catch up. But yep. they're never out of your life as such. So anyway, yeah. happy birthday to Lou. Wow. That was a yeah. beautiful long-winded <laughs> speech about friendship. But yeah, that's right. Speech you say. But it's true. You're, 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 this but is... don't you, and you, and we mentioned this yesterday. No, this is... Don't you now turn... What you're going to do is do a Peter Dutton on this. I knew it. You I are. knew I wasn't now allowed I... to say what I was about no, to say. No, because you're going to say, and that's why I always get caught at arm's length, because I know that exactly. You're doing a Peter Dutton. <laughs> Your impression Peter of Dutton me comes out. is not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Dutton comes out and goes... I believe that uh, Malcolm Fraser Again, wrong and you are actually quite uh, good at impersonating world leaders. Not that he's a world leader. but oh, you he's are, a world leader. You are quite good Blow at impersonating. Blow me imperson- up now. <laughs> well, anyway, he goes and says that the, the second and third generation of Lebanese people oh uh, my God. came to Australia in the 70s or whatever, 80s even, uh, and now a big problem. Malcolm Fraser made a mistake letting them in because 22 out of 30-odd, uh, you know, have caused trouble. And look, there's problems in every community. Whatever, easy target because of their religious background, because they're, oh. you know they're very high-profile uh, crime-wise when it comes to biker gangs and stuff. He's hitting easy targets. Then people call him out for it, right, and say, "You can't say that, Peter. That's actually racist. That's stupid. Uh, it's incorrect thing to say. You're tarnishing a whole lot of people." This but also, I don't think it's fair to say that. Oh, you know that. They're they're an easy target and blah blah blah. In the sense that you could say about any race that there are, you know, you could say, oh, the bloody, you know, Swedish, and you just have to find a gang of Swedes no, I, somewhere, and you, you know, what in I mean? Australia currently they oh, are an easy target. Number one because of religious reasons, yeah, and there is a high visibility uh, problem at the moment, uh, gang wise. Especially in Sydney, there always has been in New South Wales, right? And it's so interesting. And, you know, there's Pauline Hansen saying that, you know, uh, Greek and Australian first generation back in the day. Love being called wogs. Used to be called wogs and they just thought, oh, great. Well, that means that I'm one of the family. Well, what are you talking about? Like maybe, you know, some, uh, whatever, Who, who knows? But the point being, nobody actually stops and says, hey, Pauline, do you remember the first time we, we met you, you were saying we were being swamped by Asians and that we were going to be completely overtaken by Asians and that Asians were a big problem and Asians are scary and Asians, Asians, Asians. Mm. And now she just doesn't mention that. And nobody she mentions mention it to her. Asians. Well, that, that was a big thing once she did her second maiden now speech. It's, now it's Muslims. It's exactly the mm. same thing, but now it's Muslims. Like how do, how do we not then therefore see that what, that this is genuinely a this is a textbook description of xenophobia. You know what I mean? It's like, oh mm. no, there's another one I'm afraid of now. But it doesn't matter that 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 well, other you know version didn't called eventuate. Out, and she's not treated like a peanut in Parliament. Is because our Prime Minister, who I think is one of the, the weakest people uh, as far as in politics goes, I've seen for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it rely, is reliant on her little block of votes. Yeah. And, I mean, he's relying on others as well, but if he alienates the three votes or whoever it is, uh, please tell me it's not four, uh, then that's a big chunk that, you know, he can't get through all his other rubbish. Hey, it's The state of our parliament is, you know, they say, oh, the, these tight parliaments are great. Um, but you know what? There is a flip side of that, uh, and, and they're not so great in that if... If you've got a government that has no backbone and is not willing 
I mean, they think they have got backbone actually, but what they what they want to do is just crush people. And mm. and Turnbull's come out and said, oh, there's going to be pain. You know, there's going to be winners and losers. Yeah. And I think Bill Shorten had a great response to that, saying, well, the winners are Malcolm and his mates, and the, the losers are the rest of us. Everybody else, which is essentially yeah. true. Um, but yeah. now it's all just kowtowing to these little to the minorities, but. Because the minorities are such sort of weird interest groups as opposed to, I mean, they are genuine independents, I suppose, but, you know, they're of a certain sort of flavour. That's probably why I don't like it as much. Right. But uh, it, it just it just makes Turnbull seem like such a – and the, when he tries to be tough and when he tries to talk tough, it's skin-crawling stuff. No, he's, he's so transparent. But you know what? I think this is interesting that a good word, yeah. he and um, – uh, you know, I always bring up Trump, but I think that he and Trump are similar in the sense that they're both kind of these, you know, business people who say, uh, I know how to beforehand, beforehand, beforehand. Hmm. So I read this article, I may have even posted it back in the my <laughs> heady Trump article posting days just Thank after God, he was that's elected. over. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> which um, which was about how you know, how business works is that you go into the meeting, you promise lots of things, you you show them what the world's going to what the future's going to be like, you really appeal, you go really hard and say that you are going to be this is going to be the best of everything and there's there's absolutely no room for any gray areas. You mm. isolate who you need to isolate, you say we're going to kill these people over here because we're going to win and blah blah blah. And then when you get in, it's you and a coalition or a, um, you know, a, a kind of meeting room full of people or an industry full of people and a little bit of consensus needs to be, you know, there's, there's, a, there's you kind of have to be a bit of a chameleon. So if there's a strong voting block, then you have to go, I am standing over here with you guys. What do you mean? What? I've always been here kind of thing. Mm. So it actually, it actually... You know that that thing that people say of oh you know at least he knows what he wants and he's um you know like I I, I it's going to be a change this is Trump yeah. but it's to a lesser extent uh, Turnbull the left was sucked in by Turnbull that oh if only he were running the Labour Party really like he you know <laughs> um, yeah. anyway so I, I just find that interesting that's just a little thing that I've noticed and not quite said out loud all the Trump conflicts I found interesting as well. The uh, the business v politics yeah. of it all, and how he may not even put anything into blind trusts, and his family's just going to run stuff, like and his brother, his son-in-law's going to be. It's yeah. just odd. Anyway, politics. Well, well, look, there's one one thing that's come out of this morning's yes. discussions, Lauren Clark, and that is you are in fact the Peter Dutton of friendships. And <laughs> don't you dare! You take that back. Lauren Clark. Well, small injustice time this Tuesday, and uh, if it's not uh, an injustice enough that uh, we have to put up, actually, no, I'm going to I'm going to pull that back because I was as as I mentioned earlier in the program, we were uh, talking mm. about long drives. <laughs> no, we weren't. I just mentioned that I went I went to town for yes. work. Well, and um, yeah, we did. Yeah, I, I was going to say something about the government and how, in, in ju- but you know, we really don't have many problems. We we have a bunch of peanuts, but uh, the peanuts aren't driving the tanks down the road. So let's be thankful for that. Mm. Okay, and uh, 
kind uh, of. Maybe the next generation will experience that's right. tanks. But anyway. I, I, I think that's kind of a useful argument um, in terms of giving you a little bit of sense of perspective and hashtag first world problems and stuff. But I also think it's a bit of a mm. get out of jail free card that we use a little right. easily sometimes. Let's do this one instead. Yeah. We haven't had an earthquake in a very long time. <laughs> Now, some some people live in New Zealand who listen to this podcast. They may have had one yesterday, but anyway. Well, I'm talking about on this on this land. Okay. Yes, on this sacred land. Now, what? Uh, well, unless you're unless you are um, Indigenous or Paul Kelly, I'm allowed to yeah. groan when you say that. <laughs> I was trying to be all reverent. Now, you're lovely. You've been so yes. reverent. This is the reverentest episode. I know reverentest mm. isn't a word. Yes. Well, okay. Well. As we talk about uh, tanks rolling down the streets and earthquakes, let's hit small injustices. And uh, the first one comes from Janine, who sent us an email to the uh, big and stupid at stupidlybig.com email address. Yes. And she uh, says it's a small, in brackets, aka large, mm. injustice, exclamation mark. So she's very, uh, has her nose put out of place. Well, I think you have to be. A small injustice has to be annoying. Yes. Continue. Well, and, and it has to be uh, sort of an. Like it has to rock your world, doesn't it? Yeah, in a in a small way. People around you might. Yeah, yeah, that's right. People around you might not think it's. But is it small? Huge. Now I'll, re- I'll just read the email verbatim. Oh my god. <laughs> Go on, read it verbatim. It's like that, but, but it's also like uh, what would you what do you say? What's the other word that? Um, uh, give me one of those words that people say different different ways. I don't know. Um, you know, uh, starts with H. Uh, no idea, sweetie. This is going to be fun matter. for everybody. Yeah. Everyone Verbatim. knows the word I'm talking about. Go on. Go and say it. Tim. Say it. What is it? Read Ver- it. Being a, la- being a lady tradie, I'm always ravenous at lunchtime. Always bring my own lunch, though. So you're like the hard worker that gets hungry at lunchtime. That's what I miss, being a freelancer, Lauren Clark. Mm-hmm. That's, still that's what I was growling at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like when you're a freelancer, you just sit there chewing on stuff and uh, sitting down. But when you're a tradie, you're ravenous ah. at lunchtime because you've done a hard day's work or hard, half a day's work anyway, right? So you feel like you deserve your God, lunch. God, that's it. And I say... Yeah, I'm jealous of that. I know that's... Uh, so am I. I. That's why I was growling. I'm like, get me back into the oh, workforce. so good. Yeah. Anyway, she always brings... Not a lot of that with her writing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're, no. you're right. You sit down on your I'm bum for like a... Yeah, exactly. yeah. Should I be eating again? <laughs> hey, when was the last time I ate? What's going on? Why am I putting on weight? Yeah. Today I missed the morning lunch packing and headed up to uh, a place for a quick takeaway. And I'll nominate the place as Inner North. Ugh. Even Yay. worse. East yeah. Brunswick. <laughs> was promised tofu burger with marinated tofu. So this is in, this doesn't this sound is in, like the Inner North. East Brunswick. Because you yeah. would you would expect that this mm-hmm. they'd be this would be their like, yeah, like the core of their trade, surely. Don't you think, lady tradies? No, well, no, tofu burgers. Or tr- tofu burgers, yeah. right? You, like yeah. you'd have to. You'd, they'd be. You'd I be would a say sure bet. lady tradies, lady tradies eating tofu burgers would be the def, the mold breaker, wouldn't it? That is East Brunswick. Now that's yeah, that's pro- it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, it is. Promise a tofu burger with marinated tofu, grilled veggies, mm. homemade relish on a brioche bun and chips. Ugh, see, now, that's not bad. Well, I put a hold on the chips because thought it would be heaps. Yum. Uh. Now, reality. Slab of tofu, 
one piece of crunchy grilled pumpkin and eggplant and relish on a fish-sized, fish that's small, brioche bun. How much? 16 bucks. Oh, Go to hell in now, a Now, Janine is not impressed by that at all. And nor are we here at the stupidly big media empire headquarters because it's one thing we hate here in the same sentence, and that's brioche and tofu. <laughs> and we will never, ever stand for it. And as a result, we are asking you, the stupidly small listeners, to boycott East Brunswick. <laughs> Who's with me? Let's put yeah. a red line around that sub, around that <laughs> suburb, and let's ne- none of us ever speak of it again or no. go anywhere near that disgusting, smelly suburb. Who's with me? No, listen. You know oh. where I do sometimes do my shopping, don't you? Right in the high diddle diddle, right in the beating, pulsing, right heart. in the unvaccinated centre of the universe. Yes, and by the river. Now, anyway, well, so okay, well, that Janine, is dis- we totally that is agree disgraceful. with you. That's a small yeah, injustice totally. we can all take on. Can I throw one in of my own? Yes, please. Good. Now, Lauren Clark, as uh, you and the listeners may be aware, I have two little dogs that uh-huh. uh, are at times the apple of my eye and uh, are at times I wish they were the centre of my spit. Now, um, <laughs> yes. anyway, the, the dogs need – look, they've come, they're of an age now where they need uh, – they need um, – you know, a bit of freedom. What's well, independence? Right. You know, yep. it's ready for them just to leave them there. So, uh, the housemate and I made some inquiries, and we we went and got a dog door put in. Right now, you did mention this. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's been installed now. Right. Right. So five hundred and sixty dollars later, Whoa. they've got their dog door. Now. Wow, they saw you coming. Well, mind you, that's the sort of thing people charge whatever they like for, isn't it? Well, that was a cheap quote. Uh, because they have to repl- it's through glass, so they had to replace a massive yeah, pane of glass. Yeah, look, I suppose stuff. it costs me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I suppose it probably does cost that. Glass, yep. and I've got here's a fact that all of you can take to the bank today. You can use this one over mm-hmm. the water cooler. That's one we came up with earlier this year. Uh, <laughs> glass doesn't grow on trees. Now, Lozzie, wow. I've got yes. I've got this dog door in. <laughs> yeah. Now, currently, the dogs uh, can't use it. Um, I have to. Why? I, well, I have to. I've had to put a hook into the door so I can elaborately. Put an oki strap from the handle to this new hook that holds the flap open because uh, uh, they they won't push their face into the flap. <laughs> now uh, the dog that's tall enough to that's, get through that's spectacular. <laughs> you should say it. It, it, it. it looks like something out of Steptoe's junkyard. It, <laughs> the dog that's tall enough to actually step through the door is too scared because she tapped her back on it once and now it's like it's almost like she's walking into a lion's mouth every time she enters or gets near have it. Have they had experience with yes, dog doors? they sort of have, but we've always had to tie blue tack or tie them up, the, the lids. And now, <laughs> little Bernie. This is so funny. The little guy. Oh. It's too high for him. And so it, it got to the – like he's, he's not scared of them, so he'll jump in and out, but then he realised – it was hurting his underbelly because it was yeah, scraping and caught. hurting his legs. So oh. what I've had to do now is have a blanket that flows from uh, both sides of the dog door so he can <laughs> gently slide his undercarriage uh, out of the house. But it's gotten to the point where last night he's, 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 the house has got higher and he's shrunk, but he was stuck. Uh, he was half in the house and half outside the house. And he, he wasn't complaining, but he couldn't move. So he was like... In, but he was stuck inside this dog door. So my small injustice, Lauren Clark, after $560 is I'm uh, having to go to Bunnings oh, today or uh, maybe oh I'll go to the local no. mail to 10 or even a smaller retailer 
yes. and I have to construct a oh, ramp God. on either side of this stupid five hundred and sixty dollar <laughs> dog door with carpet, so they don't. Yeah, and the with a carpet and like maybe a red carpet, please. Oh, red. Well, I'm going to get some sort of marine carpet. Well, the red carpet can be inside, I suppose. Oh, so now I'm going to have a ramp either side of this stupid door. Spectacular! You could basically have just drilled a hole. In the I should have got a sledgehammer and just punched a hole in the side of the house. It would have ended up being fine. So that is my small injustice. That is spectacular. Mm. Is there, Stuart, at your oh, – that is that is hands down the best small injustice mm. I've ever heard. Why do you see the photos? I'll did, get photos once did, I build it. Oh, could you please Because it's like Homer photo. Simpson building a billy cart when I get a drill in my head. Some of the stuff <laughs> I've built over here, it is, or the bird, the bird uh, feeder or bird box, <laughs> It's uh, I'm not what you call handy. I've got a nice big garage. Can you, can you take a photo of the bird? <laughs> uh, Please, I want to see all of it. It's just so yes. funny. Do you have a local? Do you know yet the secrets? Like, uh, you know, which is the better hardware shop? Yes, yeah. You I do don't know. know? You I've do. got oh, a, a, a we, sort of mid. I don't have like a Peter's Hardware in the corner like that, um, but I do have. A smaller one than Bunnings, for instance, that uh, compete right, actively they, compete with Bunnings Family Company. Yeah, uh, that have a couple of outlets. Right, and uh, I, I I try to shop with them, even though they are part of a bigger company. But it, right. it's a company that's been in the area since the area was right, essentially right, established. Right. See, this is the, you've got to figure out the politics of these things because mm. I didn't realise. But in at Phillip Island, there is I think I may have mentioned this before, but there there are two. Or I mean, there three now, but there were two um, home, you know, hardware places, mm-hmm. um, and one was Mitre Ten, but it wasn't very good. So the locals called it Mitre Five. <laughs> it oh, only stocked weird. like half the thing. <laughs> okay. And the other one was called like you know, so they they had nicknames and and but everybody. It used to be like this at, at, at Phillip Island, but now there are more and more supermarkets and things. But there right. used to be like two supermarkets and like n- you would never see a local in one of them. Mm-hmm. Just never. You could go the, They could be selling like free things and stuff, and, but they'd all be steadfastly down at the other they place refuse. paying double for the, you know. Yeah. But I think that's, that's, that's something that's nice about living in like a community, Stuart, as you keep love, loving yeah, saying yeah, so about your new home. Yeah. I love it. Um, oh, Stuart, that is too funny. We need to have photographic evidence. Well, Lauren Clark, how does the RSPCA get in contact with us anyway? God, that is so good. You didn't take a photo of Bernie Harper? No, I was just eye. looking at him going, oh, this has been a great investment. Seriously, he's just standing there. <laughs> he couldn't get in and couldn't get out. So if it was raining, he'd be hey, half wet. How could you not have taken a photo of that? If you, even if that was my child, I would have taken a photo. Well, I was too busy too burning funny. $100 notes over the stove at the time. <laughs> Okay, people can find us, Stuart, stupidlybig.com. We're stupidly big on Facebook, stupidly big on Twitter. We're stupidly big and stupidly small in iTunes where you can leave us a rating and a review, which people have been doing, really makes a huge difference to us. Mm-hmm. It's kind of uh, it's kind of your our – it makes our day, but it's also really good for um, itunes type reasons. Mm. Stuart Farrell, yes. um, I will, I suppose, see you tomorrow. Hump day, always here. Oh, look forward to it. Um, oh God, that is just too funny. Maybe the photos won't be won't be as good as what I'm imagining. That's the other thing. All right, it's like a circus dog, you know, when they uh, yeah, the that's thing. what I'm imagining. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping through a hoop, only yeah. the hoop's on the ground. <laughs> mm. oh, all right, Stu, I'll see you tomorrow, my Bye friend. Now. Okay, bye bye.